Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of Laces Out. Jared Bailey, Kurt Homister with you as always. Kurt, what's going on, pal? You getting snow where you are yet? <sighs> I'm getting lots of snow, and I really <laughs> – I, I like snow, but then I forgot how cold it was, so I'm not loving it yeah. so much. But we're doing okay. We're doing all right. We had a, we had a fun, interesting uh, weekend of football here, so we got an even better guest today, which I'm very excited about. I'll give you the honors of introducing because I know you're even more excited. Yeah, I am. We got Steelers cornerback Steven Nelson joining us right now. Steve, mate, we appreciate you coming on. We know you're a busy man, so how you doing? Yes, sir. Thank you guys for having me, man. I'm doing great. You know, another week to get better, another week to, uh, you know, face a new opponent, man, more opportunity. How you guys feeling about that? Because you're coming off ginormous win against Cincinnati. Um, a lot of people um, were kind of not giving Pittsburgh, maybe not the respect they deserve, but a lot of murmurs about they got to blow out a team. You did it against Cleveland. Can you do it again against another divisional opponent? You answered mm-hmm. the bell. What was it like going out and just really laying the slap on a Bengals offense that features a rookie quarterback um, and a lot of young talent? You guys really put the hammer down. So what was that like being able to do that at home? Man, that was a, that was a great feeling, man, to, uh, like you said, get that second divisional, you know, sort of type of win um, in that fashion. Um I think going out there like defensively and just kind of setting the tone, you know, for, um, you know, that rookie quarterback, you know, just setting that tone early in his career and just letting him know, you know, what Pittsburgh is going to be like, you know, every time (laughs) he plays us, you know, just, you know, I think that just kind of, you know, sets the tone for the, for the rivalry, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, it it was a great feeling to get that win. And I wanted to say this as well, because um, there's a few articles that I saw that mm-hmm. we're kind of giving you some salt because Bud Dupree had an Instagram post where he was <laughs> sacking said rookie quarterback Joe Burrow. Um, and you made a comment on it saying, quote, that boy trash. <laughs> and then apparently Cincinnati Bengals fans and a few Cincinnati Bengals sites didn't take too kindly to that. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I enjoy a little bit of trash talk. This is football. Yeah, um, so yeah. what, are you, what are your feelings on, on the manner? Yeah, man, you know, I'm, if you know me, man, you know I'm a competitor at heart, you know, man, to, to the day I die. Um, obviously, you know, the guy isn't trash, you know, otherwise he wouldn't have been drafted <laughs> as high as he was. But, I mean, I'm just having fun, man. You know, people are so sensitive nowadays, man, you know, that don't really matter. So, um, I'm sure, you know, people kind of got a little butthurt about it. But, hey, man, I'm just being <laughs> That's me. a great phrase. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, being, I'm just being a competitor, man. If you don't like what I said, then, hey. You have to watch us play, play those cats twice a year. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Competition. I love it. I love it. Uh, right. I mean, that, that defense is fierce. You, you, if you want to beat that defense, you have to play a perfect game. So, you know, we, we were talking about this, this past weekend, but I kind of want to move 
and start with last season because uh, you had a monstrous season uh, statistically. One of the best for a Steelers corner ever. Um, and, I mean, Stephon Gilmore came out Defensive Player of the Year, but you really should have had, had some talks as Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, mm-hmm. You had a tremendous year. But, you know, I want to start with some of the uh, analytic talk here because that's, mm-hmm. that's the name of the sport. That's the name of the game nowadays. Right. Yeah, um, that's what it's all about. So an analytic stat that I didn't really know too much about, honestly, is burn rate. And uh, per yeah. Roto <laughs> Underworld, uh, they track the burn weight of a cornerback, which means the percentage of times that a cornerback allows the receiver to gain five-plus yards of separation. And for the entire season last year, you had 0%, my friend, 0%. Mm. There was zero times where a wide receiver had five yards or more uh, yards right. of separation on you. I mean, right. that's to think about, that's pretty insane. And, I mean, do, right. do you think about those stats? Do you really get into those stats? Or, I mean, what, what does that mean to you? Uh, it it mean it means a lot, man. I mean, I just goes to show, like, you know, a, a corner that, that 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 doesn't get beat by five yards. I mean that, I mean to that to the average person who doesn't even know football, it means you're not, you know, getting beat. You know, nobody's running by you. So I mean, I think that speaks volumes. Um, it was kind of a new stat to me as well. I mean, my agent kind of told me about it, you know, when it first came out, and I was just like, man, I think that should get you know, more traction than kind of some of these other stats, you know, um, you know, and it, it doesn't get, you know, blown up as it should, but I think it should. You also, I mean, being a Steeler fan, obviously I might notice this a little bit mm-hmm. more than others, but um, you tend to line up a little bit tighter on the line of scrimmage. Your partner in crime on the opposite side of the field, Joe mm-hmm. Hayden, he tends to line up a little bit more shallow. Do you think mm-hmm. that that might have something to do with, you know, people not, you know, opposing quarterbacks tending to lean mm-hmm. toward, the opposite side of the field where you are um, and maybe going toward Joe who might give a little bit more Mm -hmm. leeway rather when you, you're kind of, you know, dry humping those boys down the field, making sure they don't get any, (laughs) any form of separation. Yeah, man, I really don't know, man. It's crazy. I just kind of, you know, I scratch my head about each and every week. It's like, man, you know, why, 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 why guys don't, don't go at me often. I mean, you know, (laughs) Joe has a lot of, you know, accolades. I mean, if I was a quarterback, I wouldn't, you know, go his way. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I would go with the guy that, you know, who doesn't really have any accolades, you know, under his belt. So, you know, it, it just kind of blows my mind. But, you know, obviously, you know, whatever they've been doing, watch the tape or whatever, um, I guess that burn rate stuff has something to do with it. Um, but, you, yeah, you're absolutely right, man. I don't, I don't really know because sometimes I switch it up. I switch my game up um, every so often, man, so guys don't just, you know, get a beat on me either. And, I mean, the quarterback could look to the left side, see Joe Hayden, look to the right side, see you. And then, hey, you might forget about number 3-9 there and uh, make it Fitzpatrick. And, I mean, mm-hmm. it's that secondary. You guys are absolutely yeah. locked down, and it's it's very, very fun to watch. Not not too many places to throw the ball, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got, well, Mike Hilton, who the nickel corner has been dealing with an injury. And then Cam mm-hmm. Sutton comes in. He's forced two fumbles in back-to-back weeks, one of which mm-hmm. he recovered against Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Is there a weak point on that defense? Because the front seven's incredible as well, leading the NFL in sacks, tackles mm-hmm. for loss, Vinny Williams up the middle. He's yeah. There doesn't seem to be a hole in this defense. What's it going to take for for anybody to come out and be able to beat mm-hmm. you guys? And, and, and you're absolutely right, man. There's no, I don't, I don't, I don't see no weak spot on our defense, man. Um, I said this before, like from top to bottom, you know, um, from starters to non-starters, man. Anybody could come in in our defense and, and um, you know, fill it, whatever void that needs to be uh, filled. 
So like you spoke about Cam Sutton, he came in and made, you know, big time plays back to back weeks. Um, you know, help our help our offense get the ball back in uh, you know, key situations, man. Um, you know, that's just one prime example, man. So I, I just think, you know, for us, it's not so much about, you know, our opponent who we're playing. It's it's more about like when you see you know, offense make a big play, you know, down the field. It's, it's more self-inflicted, you know. So it's not like, you know, um, physically, you know, these guys are just, you know, they can beat us. But, you know, there's not a weakness that part. It's just, you know, self-inflicted. Absolutely. And, I mean, I'm a big analytics guy, so I want to I wanna hop yeah. back into the analytics talk. And, I mean, just kind of – to pinpoint how how important you are because we talked about the talent on that defense but how important you are to the actual Steelers secondary and the defense as a whole the wins above replacement the war uh stat that you know everybody talks about in all different kinds of sports uh it's not just a football stat but I mean it, it measures the player if they were replaced on the field by a different player so basically if the Steelers had no Steven Nelson last year uh the wins above replacement would be 0.6 which is mm-hmm. second in the entire league for cornerbacks. So, I mean, wow. you are extremely, extremely important to that defense. And, I mean, just, you know, players always say, I don't really care about stats. I don't, I don't look at stats. I don't pay attention to them. But, I mean, it's, it's got to feel good to say, you know what, I, I am important to this defense. And it gives you that kind of confidence that you need going forward to play mm-hmm. even better than the week before. Uh, absolutely, man. Um, I've, I've, saw, I've seen that statistic as well. Um, and, and just kind of like that burn rate, man. It's kind of like I'm I'm winning all the, the the non-popular categories, you know. But but they're a big deal, you know. They're like flying under the radar, man. So, you know, I, I hope I, w- I would hope for them to kind of like you know sh- people to shine more light on those categories, man. Because um, I mean, yeah, when, when you know that you're valuable to a team, man, you you know that you're an asset, and um, you know you just kind of carry yourself that way each and every week, you know, giving it your all you know, doing whatever you got to do for the team and uh, be a success. And then to, to look a little bit more to traditional stats, you were talking about three to four times per game last season. Mm-hmm. Look, there's a lot of cornerbacks in this game who want the smoke. I know you're not different. Is there a, bi- <laughs> is there a bigger trash talker on that defense? Being a Penn State fan, I love Marcus Allen. Mm-hmm. Is he a bigger trash talker than you, or do you think that you mm-hmm. give him a run for his money? <laughs> man, I, I think I give him a run for his money, man. <laughs> Uh, I, I like, I like, we call him Chico. I love Chico, man. He, high energy guy, man. He, you know, he's going to go out there and give you everything he has, man. But, you know, I, I feel like me, man, I have to, you know, I've always had this weird thing with playing like, you know, uh, supposedly big competition or whatever, you know, whenever we go into a, a game and there's like, you know, a couple guys or a main guy who's, you know, lighting up the stats, man. It's just like, I love that, that, that competition to go into that game, let that guy know first play, like, look, it's not going to be a cakewalk, you know? So <laughs> I, I love doing that. Um, you know, I think that's part of my game as well. I heard yeah. a, a story that uh, TJ Watt doesn't talk to anybody in practice except for Bud Dupree. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, they, those, those, those two are very tight though, man. They're, they're good. They're good friends as well. Um, but no, TJ's cool, man. He talks to everybody, man. <laughs> real, real laid back guy. Uh, Jared, you you mentioned being targeted around three to four times per game, but mm-hmm. you you average maybe around two uh, receptions mm-hmm. per game, which is, I mean, that's pretty elite. Mm-hmm. You you only gave up mm-hmm. thirty four receptions last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are those are some elite numbers. That puts you at a, at a high rank in this league. But I mean. Mm-hmm. 
talk to me a little bit about how you do that every Sunday or Monday, yeah. Thursday, whatever, but how you do that on a week to week basis, locking down mm-hmm. elite wide receivers in this league. I mean, is it mm-hmm. your teammates around you? What, what, what's kind of the key to your success? I think for me, just staying locked in, man, um, each and every snap, um, you know, nobody really knows, you know, how hard it is to stay locked in where you're not getting targeted. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like, you might get targeted three times a game and that might come sporadically. It might be one in the first three quarters or, you know, you might get three in the last four quarters. I mean, the last four, four uh, last quarter. So it's just like, you have to, always be on point man um, no matter what so you know I, I I have to admit you know sometimes when when people do get a little I don't know a, a short route on me you know I might fall asleep here and there you know because it's just like man I'm bored you know I need, <laughs> I need action you know like throwing me like 10 times you know I need, yeah you know let, allow me to you know warm up and, and pick the ball off like some of these other cats man so yeah you know people just don't understand that part but I think for me uh, for me to be able to, you know, have my success is just staying locked in all game and, you know, never, like, giving up cheap stuff, I guess. And you only gave up 34 receptions last year in your mm-hmm. first year with the team. Now, take me through last year because, mm-hmm. um, you know, Ben goes down week two. You know, Mason mm-hmm. and Duck are kind of at the helm the rest of the mm-hmm. season. What was that like for you? Because I know that, you know, when you came over from Kansas City, it was a big deal for that secondary, you know, pairing you with Joe right. Hayden. What was that like, you know, now that Ben's back, how's it feel to have him back under center this year compared mm-hmm. to last year when it was kind of a little bit more, you know, a, a quarterback carousel, if you will? Yeah, man, it, 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 feels, it feels great, man. Um, and you know that from a defensive, you know, mindset. And, and, and no knock towards those guys, uh, Mason and, and Duck, man. Those guys came in and, you know, uh, did, did what they can, you know, to, you know, help our team get wins, man. But you're talking about um, – you know, a two-time Super Bowl champion, and a guy that's been in this league for for uh, quite a long time, and is future Hall of Famer. So, I mean, just knowing on defense that you can produce those type of numbers that we had last year, you know, get that ball back to our offense, and you know, we can put up points. Um, you know, that just kind of give you you know a bit of motivation to kind of go out there and uh, you know play harder. Absolutely, and I mean, you you guys really. Your defense didn't give up a whole lot of points last year, and you're not doing. You're doing the same thing this year. You're not giving up a whole lot, and I'm sure. I'm sure a stat that you like to keep in the back of your mind, and maybe maybe brag a little bit on, is you didn't give up any touchdowns last year. Zero touchdowns. It was you, and none other than my, my personal favorite, Tradavius White. Here. Uh, I'm a Buffalo Bill guy. You're a Bills guy. You are a Bills guy. You're a Bills guy. I'm a Bills guy. So I mean, you know, that is just impressive that is very very like I said elite uh, before that is an elite stat not giving up a single touchdown all year mm-hmm. um, because you're going up against the top talent you're going up against you know you're getting matched up with some mm-hmm. of the top wide receivers in this league tell me about that I mean it, yeah. do you pride yourself in, in keeping your opponents and receivers yeah. you're matched up against out of the end zone I'm sure that's probably your favorite stat to brag about right yeah that you know um, I, I feel like you know, um, in my career so far to this point, I feel like that's probably my biggest um, uh, accolade, as you would say. You know, I I don't know too many. I mean, besides the guy you just spoke about, anybody, too many people are like not giving up a touchdown. I mean, you're talking about this is a league. It's a passing league nowadays, and mm-hmm. you can't touch guys down the field. I mean, that's that's a very hard thing to do, man. Um, 
So, you know, I take a lot of pride in that. And, um, you know, this year is no different. You know, um, if anybody got anything, it was on some cheap stuff, you know what I mean? But, you know, as long as we get the win, that's that's all that matters. And speaking of winning, you guys have done a whole hell of a lot of that this year. Best start mm-hmm. in Steelers history, 9-0. What's that been like? Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to take a wild guess and say that not too many me- members in the media had the mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers as the number one seed in the AFC mm-hmm. and unbeaten uh, through this point in November. So what's, what's this ride been like mm-hmm. uh, for you guys uh, still mm-hmm. sitting without a loss? Man, it, it's been awesome, man, because, um, like, coming into this thing, man, we knew what we had, like, the type of talent we had, you know, across the board, uh, obviously defensively. Um, we had a lot of young guys last year um, on offense um, that showed a lot of flashes um, when Ben went out. Um, and, and we just kind of knew, like, you know, with a coach like Coach Tomlin, man, like, what he brings to the table and, uh, you know, the type of, you know, the type of coaching that he's going to bring out of people and uh, get them to play at a high level. So, you know, just seeing that come to fruition, man, is, is uh, it's a beautiful thing. It's, it's fun to watch. I mean, as an outsider, I can only imagine what, it, what it's like to play on that team. But, you know, mm-hmm. we, 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 at the start of the show, we talked about how great that defense is. But tell me how you guys are kind of gelling together, how you guys are, are mm-hmm. getting moving. You're nine games in now. You already had your bye week. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, you're playing lights out. And you, you lose Devin Bush, that's a huge loss for any team. But huge it loss. seems like, you know, next man up, this team is, hasn't skipped a beat. So kind of right. tell me about how you guys are, are gelling together so far. Man, we, we've been doing a great job, man. Um, like I said, man, every, everybody that has to step in. Uh, we talk, you talk about, you know, losing uh, Devin Bush, man. A um, guy like Rob Spillane, you know, steps in. And uh, Robert Spillane steps in and does his thing, man. And, um uh, you know, I feel like we haven't missed a beat um, with him uh, sewing up the middle, you know, making big plays. You saw the pick six he made against uh, Baltimore. I mean, it, it's just top to bottom, man. We just got chemistry on our team, you know, especially a lot of guys back from last year. So I, I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, watching uh, the Baltimore game and taking notes from my column, I didn't expect to write Robert Spillane pick six mm-hmm. in the first minute of the game. So I was quite happy with that myself. <laughs> um, so. And I want to talk about that Baltimore game in specific because that was a game very defensive oriented. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the offense struggled in the first half. Second half, they come to life a little bit. You guys forced four turnovers. Mm-hmm. Um, what is this kind of, you know, the bend don't break mentality? You know, a lot of people were complaining, mm-hmm. specifically people down in Maryland, about that mm-hmm. last play, you know, saying that there was a, a non called PI. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. You guys, it was a very bend, don't break mentality. Is that kind mm-hmm. of when you get in those situations and games like that, mm-hmm. is that kind of kind of what the team kind of centers around? Uh, absolutely, man. You know, we, we, we don't panic. Um, I mean, we've, we've been down a few times, um, not only just that game. We've been down, uh, you know, going into halftime. We've been down a few times. And, uh, you know, just having that mentality like, you know, so, you know we're just going to come out you know, change our mindsets and uh, just do what we do, man. You know, a lot of times, like I said, a lot of the times, you know, we, we kind of give, uh, you know, opponents an upper hand because it's, it's self-inflicted. You know, nothing that they do is just like, oh, well, you know, we busted something or, you know, just anything, you know, and it's a game of inches, man. So I, I think, you know, that Baltimore game, it, it kind of showed us, uh, showed everybody, you know, what type of team we were. You guys just like bringing it down to the wire, huh? You like to let your fans sweat it out a little bit. You had the, the Tennessee game. You got the Baltimore game. I mean, 
Even yeah. the Dallas game, you you just like letting yeah. your fans sweat it out. But you have you have faith. I know you do. It would be much appreciated if I don't have to sweat too much this coming week, Steve. <laughs> hey, hey, man, I'm living it. Me too. I, I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> All right. So now I do want to talk about. I hope that you want to be a Steeler for life, mate, because this mm-hmm. is you know being in this secondary, you got a guy like Joe Hayden opposite of you. You got mm-hmm. guys on the wings, Justin Lane, Cam Sutton. We already talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with the, the way the season's going. Mm-hmm. What's, uh, what's Steven Nelson planning in terms of, you know, a future in Pittsburgh? Yeah, man. Um, like I said, I tell everybody, man, like I love it here. You know, I love my teammates, man. Um, organization is, you know, treating me, you know, well since I've been here. Um, it's, been, it's been a family. Um, but, you know, like whatever happens, happens. You know, I'm just going to focus on football and, you know, I'll let, the, you know, the, biz, the business aspect of it, you know, I leave that up to my agent and, um, you know, whoever, you know, he, he has to talk to, man. But, you know, I will I will say I do want to be here, you know, so we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, I mean, you, you say you want to stick around. What are you, what are you seeing from mm-hmm. the guys you have around you, the, the core of the Steelers team? Because, you know, you got Big Ben there. I hate to, I hate to tell all the Steelers fans, I don't know how much love he's got in the tank for the next uh, maybe five years here. So, what are you seeing from the from the core of this team and going forward? I mean, you're nine and zero this year. Uh, yeah. Who knows how how it'll end this year? But what are you yeah. thinking for for down the year, down the road here in maybe five ten years? Man, uh, we got a lot of young guys as well, man. So I, you know, I would hope. I mean, with this team, I mean, it's the second year. You know, we've had it. We have the same team. So you know, you would hope that. You know. You know, hope hopefully that you know everybody stays here. You know, but you know, business is business, and you know, you never that that could be unexpected. So you know, we'll just have to see how that plays out. All right, Kurt. I mentioned to you before the show. I wanted to play a little game with Steve, and I think it's mm-hmm. about time we get into that a little bit. So, first off, we're gonna start. We're gonna say a member of that Steeler defense. I want you to tell us the first word that comes to your mind. Mm-hmm. So we'll start. Stephen Nelson. What's the first word that comes to mind when you think of yourself? Nelson Island. <laughs> Nelson Island. There it is. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Uh, well, let's flip it over to the offensive side of the ball. I, I, I want to the the young rookie, the the Canadian okay. uh, the Canadian phenomenon uh, from yeah. Notre Dame, yeah. Chase Claypool. Avatar. Mm, Avatar. <laughs> okay. All right. I like that one. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I was not expecting that to come out of your mouth, but I kind of like it. I dig it. Yeah. But do you call him that because he looks like the main character from Avatar? Is that what you're getting at when you say that? I don't Please know, tell. man. Look, like the, this bit, first, the big this, blue dude? What's yeah, that? it's the first thing that comes up, man. Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> this, I'm just playing the game. Okay. That's no, I like hysterical. it. All right, Bud Dupree. Uh, Bud Dupree is my guy, too. Oh, man. I'm gonna say comical with him. Okay. Comical. Yeah. Is he the is he the funny guy in that defense? He's hilarious. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I I I mentioned him earlier. This will be my last one. Make it Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. Uh, Fitz. I I say. I say. uh, Rabbit foot with him. Rabbit foot. Why? (laughs) Because he's so lucky. Man, he's just always around the ball, man. Yeah, he, he has to have a rabbit foot in his pocket or something. I, I need one of those. Do you guys know that? Uh, do you what? Uh, what's the? It's Jimmy Fallon, right? He does those uh, late night superlative things for different athletes and whatnot. Yes. Yeah. 
Steve, do you think that Ben Roethlisberger looks like a Dollar General version of Will Ferrell? <laughs> oh my God, that's I've crazy! Never heard that. I kind of like never that. Heard that. I, I never heard. I gotta see those two. Do you have a picture? I gotta see those two bodies. <laughs> can you screen share, Kurt? We can pull up a picture of Will Ferrell and Ben mm. Roethlisberger side I gotta by see, side. I gotta see. I gotta see those side by side. Uh, hang up. Let, let me. Uh... To give an accurate response. I mean, they both got you know the curly hair a little bit. Will Ferrell's got some gray hair though, but let's get one. That's I'll true. find one with uh without some gray hair. Uh, let's see. I Maybe wish, like Talladega Nights. Will Ferrell. I okay. Wish, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to share this with our with our listeners too because okay. That's all. Yeah, we'll tweet out the picture later. Don't worry. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should do a, you should do a poll. I think I think that might be a good idea. All right, can you guys see my screen? I can. I see, I see right. it. There's Ben. You know what Ben looks like. He's your quarterback. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's Will Ferrell. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's kind of close. I, I kind of like cl- it. It's, it's close, man. Ben going to kill me, but it's close. <laughs> it's close. <laughs> I like that comparison. The sad part is, is that I've got like 13 Ben Roethlisberger superlatives, too. It, <laughs> really? It's just, That's for it's another not- day. For another time. <laughs> But Steve, Steve, before before we let you go, we got a couple more things. But I, I do want to – some of my, my Bill's followers uh, made sure to let me know to ask you. Mm-hmm. I got I to bring up my quarterback in Josh Allen. You faced him last yeah. year. You're facing yeah. him this, this year in week 14. Yeah. I mean, I think he looks like a completely different quarterback from last year. Yeah. I, I know you maybe haven't done any, mm-hmm. any game planning for that game mm-hmm. yet, but – what are you saying from him? Because my Bills fans yeah. are, are pretty excited, and I'm very excited for that Week 14 game. Yeah, man. I, I, I'll be honest. He, he's definitely, you know, improved from last year. Um, you know, you got you guys got – I've been keeping my eyes on you guys. He, he, he has a, you know, nice weapon outside with Stephon Diggs, man. That should be a, you know, nice little matchup. Um, so, I know he's going to throw the ball wherever he's at. So, you know, last year I got a little tip pass, man. So hopefully I can get another one. Man. I know you don't want to hear that. Man. Hey, hey, hey! But I, I also remember a nice little uh, John Brown reception down the field yeah. after hey, after hey, a he nice did. uh a nice yeah. stick song was blaring through Heinz Field. <laughs> no, he did he did get one on me, but he tried again. Don't leave that one out. Okay. He tried again right. towards fair the enough. end. Fair enough. Well, this will be the final time Steven Nelson comes on the show with us after that comment. Thanks. <laughs> I got I to gotta talk a little trash. If you're the biggest trash talker on the Steelers, that, I got to You know what? That, that's, a, that's a valid point. Now, <laughs> now when, yeah. you, when do you guys do get to that game now? Is it going to be, you know, Joe stays with Stefan the entire game? Are you guys going to rotate? Is it matter the side of the field? What kind of goes into that? Yeah, we, we see, that's the thing. We don't follow um, on our team. We don't follow. It, I, I'm always on the right. He's, uh, Joe's mm-hmm. always on the left, so. You know, we, we have our fair share of, uh, you know, facing receivers, you know, uh, just depending on wherever they line up, you know. So. Is that different from what you had in Kansas City? Did you follow in KC? Um, no, it was the same. It was the same. Uh, when I was in KC, we had uh, uh, we had Marcus Peters. He was the same draft, kit, draft class. Mm-hmm. So it was me and him. And then uh, my last year, uh, what's my last year? My last year is is a is a, a couple of guys on the other side. Wasn't Bashawn Breeland, was it? No, no, he no. he came in um, after I left. Okay, that's a that's mm-hmm. a not. I'm thinking about it. That's a hell of a draft class. You and Marcus <laughs> Peters in the same year. I think, wow, way to go, yeah. Kansas City. But uh, <laughs> Stephen, before we before we let you go, I do want to talk about this coming Sunday. Uh, you have mm-hmm. the Jaguars this week. And you know mm-hmm. that it seems like that's a team where you, you can't just you know look past them because they've put up right. some some tough battles this year. I mean they they right. very very 
closely almost took down the Green Bay Packers this week, yeah. uh, this past Sunday. Yeah. So, I mean, what are you guys planning for this? We don't – I don't mm-hmm. think Gardner Minshew is going to be in, but uh, what, what are you guys mm-hmm. kind of thinking, planning uh, for this coming week? Yeah, man, um, I think you're right about that, man. Um, those, those guys, they, they definitely play Green Bay hard. You know, obviously a contender team. Um, Jacksonville, they, they have – you know, they're going to go out there and, and give you their all, man. So you, you just can't sleep on anybody in this league, man. Um, obviously, I've been paying attention to their wideouts. They, you know, they have guys that can, you know, make plays. Um, you know, if Minshew isn't in, uh, you know, they got the guys from O State. You know, I'm, I'm happy about that. You know, just, just to have an O State out there, o, another O State guy, uh, guy out there, man. So, yeah, man. You know, it, it'll be a good, um, a good battle. You know, um, just going out there, and we're we're playing them at their house, so. You know, hopefully, you know, I'm going to say this now. Hopefully, I, I get an interception, man. I'm just mm-hmm. calling it here. You heard it here first. Yeah, I'm just speak that into existence. <laughs> here, Steve, I'll make you a deal. If you get an interception, I'll do it. I'll shotgun a beer and send it to you in a tweet. And if you get a pick six, I'll take six shots and I'll send it to you in a tweet. Whoa. That's <laughs> wow. Hey, that's, that's a deal. You heard that, Kurt. Steve, that's <laughs> six shots. You're going to kill the guy. You're going to kill oh, a guy sorry. if you get a pick six. I'm oh, one, I gosh. weigh 135 soaking wet, so I'm going to be. <laughs> Plastered the rest of the game, but I'll be happy that my guy got a pick six. I feel like that's a fair trade-off. Make sure you eat a big breakfast, man. <laughs> I promise you I will. All right. Steve, hey, good luck this week. Make it 10-0. Make it 11-0. Make it 12. Win the rest of the yeah. games. Just, yeah. Hey, just take it easy week 14. That's all I ask. <laughs> all right, man. I appreciate you guys. Appreciate We appreciate. You all right. Steven Nelson, Pittsburgh Steelers cornerback. Talk to you soon, mate. Yes, sir. Thanks, Steve. All right. All there right. he is. That's what we've been waiting for. We've been, we've been here. You have been grinding very hard to get this, this interview working since training camp. So yeah, behind the scenes, I've been busting my ass for that one. So, um, yeah, it was really good. Good to talk to him. Uh, the best defense in football right now. And, Absolutely. uh, one of the more underrated cornerbacks in football. And it's easy to get lost in the shadows when you play on a defense that features, you know, TJ Watt and Mika mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick and Bud Dupree and Joe Hayden. But, and I mean, we, we know this league is all about the big flashy names. We know it's all about, you know, whoever's going to make the prettiest plays. But I mean, we talked about some of the, the analytics sides of it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's impressive what this guy's doing and he's really not getting that much love. So I'm glad that we can, uh, we can highlight some of that for him. I agree. So, all right. What do you say we take a little break um, and then we'll come back. We'll recap the week that was in the NFL as it, what the hell was it week 10? Week 10. We're going on 11. My goodness. Wow. All right. So we'll do a little bit of uh, talking about what happened Sunday and last night. And then uh, maybe we'll, we'll give our power rankings as well before we, we get on out of here. So beautiful. stick with us. Laces out. We'll be right back. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jared Bailey from Laces Out. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. You don't got to pay anything to use Anchor. And there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Laces Out. Jared Bailey, Kurt Hamaser with you. Um, so, well, first off, thanks to Steven Nelson for joining us. We hope you enjoyed that segment with the Steelers cornerback as they try to go to 10-0 and this week going into week 11. Um, fresh off a 36-10 
beating of the Cincinnati Bengals. And Kurt, I think we could start there if we want to begin recapping uh, sure. Week 10's action. Um, I mean, I, I was a little surprised by this. I really, really did think that maybe if there was a week that this would be the one, you know, a divisional game with a young, driven rookie quarterback that wants to beat the big dog, but it was not the case. They lost by 26 points. So <laughs> I was sadly mistaken there. But I don't know. I mean, Pittsburgh just continues to prove that they are the top team in the NFL, and they're they're going for that that perfect season, my friend. I think that people forget that I'm a Steeler fan because I tweeted out that I think the Bengals were going to win going into this week. And I guess everybody who saw that bookmarked it and made sure to clown me whenever <laughs> it didn't happen. But, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, mate, 333 yards, I believe, four yep. touchdowns, another game with no interceptions. Right now, I mean, going into that game, he was on pace for 36 touchdowns, which would be a career high. Only eight interceptions, which would be a career low for a full season played for him. You know, you got a team that could be that's nine and zero right now. A quarterback who's top ten in touchdown passes hasn't thrown a lot of uh, interceptions. Um, his yardage is coming up. I'm waiting for Ben Roethlisberger to to get into MVP conversations, and uh, I think it's about that time. What say you? Don't tell Matt Verderam that he uh, he's a I know. He, <laughs> he's I a can't proven, wait to talk to him again. I know great. you were you were talking <laughs> trash with him on Twitter. I saw it. It was pretty funny. Yeah. But, um, no, I mean. Look, he's he's an undefeated quarterback. He's playing – he's doing everything he needs to do to win. I don't see why you wouldn't. I mean, if he's 9-0, and yeah, maybe, you know, they're relying on the defense a little bit, but their their offense is playing well. I don't ben think you should get punished just, for having a good defense. No, no, no. no. I'm not, thing, I'm not yeah. saying that. I'm just yeah. – you know, a lot of the times MVP candidates are guys that, you know, if they – I don't know how to word this. It – if they're all, I know you're trying to say like yeah. a Russell Wilson where if he's right. not on the team they're a maybe two win team. I but get what at the you're same saying. time now now that I'm thinking about it, if Ben Roethlisberger isn't playing, we have the same situation as last year. Uh, exactly. And Doc Hodges is in there, and so yeah, I mean, I, I think he should be in the conversation. Will he win it? Probably not, but I still think that he will be in that. I mean, do I think Russell Wilson's stock has dropped a little bit these past few weeks? Oh here. yeah. I I thought you know. The Seahawks were the one of the top teams in the league. I knew their defense wasn't great, but they've been exposed these past two weeks. I mean, yeah. Bills beat them pretty good, and then the Rams just beat them, 23-16. I really thought that, that the uh, Seahawks wouldn't lose two in a row. I thought they'd come out and, you know, win a divisional game, but they didn't. And, I mean, Russ had 248 yards. That's nothing, nothing crazy, but with the offense playing like they have all year – I thought they'd run it up on on the Rams, but DK Metcalf was shut down. I mean, Rams played a very, very good game. Yeah, the Rams are surprisingly very quietly one of the better defenses in the league. They yes. lead the NFL in yards per play in terms mm-hmm. of giving up the least amount of yards per play. Didn't know that till today. <laughs> um, but, no, they. I think that was the first time all year Russell Wilson hasn't thrown a touchdown in a game. He turned the ball over a couple more times. So, no, you know, Buffalo's really – they got to him. The Rams got to him. Mm-hmm. And you know, defensively, I mean, they gave up, what, 23 points. That's nothing horrible, nothing that you can't overcome. It just right. seems these past couple of weeks they haven't been able to put it all together. You know, they put up a solid amount of points against the Bills. Did turn the ball over a little too much, though. And then, you know, even with the turnovers, the, the defense didn't give up too many points. They just couldn't they just couldn't get it together. Now they face mm-hmm. the Cardinals on Thursday night football this coming week, which will be a ginormous fact. Finally, we got a Thursday night game that matters, Kurt. Yeah. 
Thank you. Because I well, I mean, last week was pretty good. Cold, cold start. Oh, okay, yeah, that yeah, that's true. Back to back divisional games that are important. That's back to back. I mean, before that, it was what was the one? Broncos and Jets, and Denver, we got yeah, Denver, Denver, New York was terrible. And then was, uh, Falcons, Panthers, which I mean, uh-huh. it wasn't a horrible game. It's just this is going to be fun, though. I mean, Card- yes. Cardinals, Seahawks. It seems like those games are always interesting. They're always down to the wire. I mean, short week. I don't have a lot of love for the Cardinals at this very moment, but <laughs> I think it'll be a good game. And I think, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't want to make my prediction for that game yet, but I, I, I think it'll be what they always do. It'll come down to the wire, might even go to overtime again. Well, you mentioned the Cardinals and Matt Verderam, so this is no better way to transition into a game than this because, do we, do well, we first have, off, we'll, do we have to talk about this game? Unfortunately yeah. we do as part of our, as part of our job, but, um, so, okay, we'll start off with the funny thing first because our buddy Matt Verderam <laughs> called the game after the Josh Allen touchdown pass to Stephon Diggs, and the Arizona Cardinals didn't forget about that, and they quote tweeted him they after did. They clowned afterwards. Him good. Yes, they uh, did, and it was, was, and it was funny. It, yeah, it, it was funny. It lessened the blow a little bit for me because yeah. I got to laugh in a moment of deep sadness for me. Um, Nothing like your friends getting clowned on by a professional sports organization. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but I – Hmm. Uh, let me just let me do my little spiel here on, on go on for it buddy because you know the bills the bills did not play a good game the cardinals honestly didn't play a great game it, it came down to a freak play at the end of the game but the only thing that matters is we know now and i mean i've known it but national media knows that josh allen when he's needed, he comes in the clutch. He will do anything. That would have been his 12th game-winning drive if they would have won that game, which is crazy in the full two seasons that he's played. I mean, he's been around for three, but the full two seasons where he's been needed, 12 game-winning drives, it would have been. I mean, it makes me extremely excited, but at the same time, it's just so heartbreaking. And I, I tweeted it out right after the game. I, I, I said, am I mad? No. Am I disappointed? Am mm-hmm. I heartbroken? Absolutely. Because, you know, this team was one, literally one second away from being an eight and two team. They dropped a seven and three going in the bye. I'm not worried. A lot of people are, but I'm not worried. Um, and for everybody that's calling Kyler Murray clutch, slow your roll. Um, Whoa. Slow your roll. He, he's, in the moment, because I, I tweeted out right after Josh Allen scored that touchdown. I said, name a more clutch quarterback than Josh Allen. Oh. Kyler Murray was not clutch. <laughs> he was not clutch in this game. He he ran around, chucked up a ball to a, a prayer. DeAndre Hopkins is clutch. Kyler Murray was not clutch on Sunday. DeAndre Hopkins was clutch. That's what it comes <laughs> down to. I will say, I mean, Kyler Murray is a great quarterback. He played a great game. He's a good quarterback. I really like him. He was not clutch on Sunday, though. I will say that. A hot take homicide coming in with <laughs> with the takes on Kyler Murray. But, no, I mean, yes, would it be much better to be 8-2 and two right now, especially with Miami playing the way that they are? Yeah. Um, but no, Josh Allen leads the NFL in passing yards right now. He's mm-hmm. playing very well. Um, Stephon Diggs has been the trade of the offseason, aside from maybe DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, <laughs> the two of them have been yeah. extremely vital, and I think that's kind of killing the narrative of, Hey, you don't really need a superstar receiver because it's becoming more apparent, especially for those two teams, that right. it's really changed the landscape for them. Um, and you look at Stephon Diggs on the year, 73 receptions, 906 yards. So, you know, he's showing how valuable he is. DeAndre Hopkins is showing how valuable he is. But 
In terms of Buffalo, I mean, you look at the rest of their schedule. Coming off the bye, they got the Chargers. That should be a win that the Chargers will somehow be leading in and screw up. Um, and then they go on the road to the 49ers on Monday Night Football. That should be a win. And then the big one, Week 14 in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. Sunday Night Football. No, at home. At home in Buffalo, my bad. Sunday Night Football uh, against the Steelers. I cannot wait. I'm really excited. I can't wait. I, I really hope – I'm I'm actually praying that the Steelers are still undefeated at that point because <laughs> how fun would that be heading into week 14? Steelers are 13-0, and going to Buffalo, a very good team. I mean, two of the top-tier teams in the AFC. That would be an insanely fun game to watch, and I, I, I really, really hope that, that, that that's how it turns out to be. Look, I know they're going to lose eventually, and if they're going to lose to anybody, it may as well be the Buffalo Bills, <laughs> who are a good team with a good quarterback and – one yeah. of my good friends who roots for them, who I get to podcast with twice a week. So, Absolutely. no. Um, if there's a game that Pittsburgh will lose, I think that's the one that I would circle in terms of their biggest odds of losing. Um, it'll be fun. It'll be fun for them. Um, fun for both of us, I guess. But um, after the Pittsburgh game, they go to Denver, to New England, close out with Miami. Week 17 against Miami, if they keep playing, playing like this, could be for the AFC East. Yeah, Um See, I, I have a lot of people that are, you know, texting me, tweeting at me, really freaking out about the Dolphins. And I, I understand it. I mean, the Dolphins are red hot right now. They're on a what, five-game win streak. And Is it five? I thought it was four. Uh, let's see. I one, might be two, wrong. Three, four, five. Yeah, because Is it five? They, wow. 49ers, Jets, Rams, Cardinals, Chargers. Wow. It very well could be seven. I mean, they play Denver next week, a Denver without Drew Locke. And then they play the Jets. And then the Bengals, I mean, yeah, that, that, that might be a trap game. That's kind of what I'm thinking. That might be a trap game. You know, if they're on a seven-game win streak, I, I like the way the Bengals have been playing this year. You know, they just got blown out by the Steelers, but Dolphins' defense is not the Steelers' defense. So that could mm-hmm. be a close game. And then they, they have a tough, tough final four games. I mean, Chiefs, Patriots, who they already lost to, Raiders, which would be a huge game week 16 because both those teams are going to probably – come down to the wire for a wild card spot and then they finish against the bills. So, I mean, if they start dropping games and the bills start winning games, the bills could clinch the division week 15. uh, If they get a win against the Patriots or what week, no week 16, if they get a win against the Patriots. Um, So I don't know. I mean, dolphins are red hot. They have an easier schedule to finish up, but they're still a young team. They're still, you know, not very experienced with a rookie quarterback. So slow your roll a little bit, everybody. No, I can agree with that. Defensively, they've been good, but uh, I feel like you know, offensively, the two has been playing well. What if they have an offense, though? They don't really have any solid yeah. running backs. They don't really have I they mean, just Devontae cut Jordan Parker. Howard. Sure. They just cut Jordan Howard, who they signed over the offseason for apparently no reason at all. <laughs> so, um, no, I think that that four-game stretch will be a big factor in what their season turns out to be. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. You mentioned the Patriots. We might as well stick with the AFC East and the AFC North. Big win. Huge. Yeah, big win. Um, you know, people are starting to say that, oh, New England's still alive in the play. You guys can slow your roll mm-hmm. on that because let's take a look. Let's take a quick look at the AFC standings and how, what New England would have to do in order to get back in, into the, the wild card mix. They're not winning the division. That's going to be no. either Buffalo, maybe Miami. More than likely, I would guess Buffalo. Yep. Um, but we look at the playoff standings in the AFC. And look at everybody that's in front of New England right now. So Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Buffalo, Indianapolis, the division leaders. We'll focus more on the wild card here because Las Vegas, six and three. They are the five. Miami, six and three. They're the six. 
Baltimore six and three is the seven. How is Baltimore the seven right now? That's insane. <laughs> um, and then two more six and three teams, Cleveland and Tennessee. They are the eight and the nine. And then New England at the 10. Look, I'm, this is no disrespect to Bill Belichick. We know how great it. They're not, they're not, no, they're not making the playoffs, mate. No. It's not going to happen. They're not. I mean, are they better than the Titans or the Colts? No. Are they better no. than the Ravens? I mean, they just beat them, but it was a a monsoon game that was just kind of a weird situation. If they yeah. go up against them again, I would probably pick the Ravens to win that game. Um, I don't know. I just it would it would take a, a pretty big miracle for the Patriots to go on a run and make a playoff spot. So I don't know. I was I was very surprised though about this game. It's just further proves that Lamar Jackson is not maybe an elite talent. Well, not maybe he's not an elite quarterback in this league. Um, And I don't want to say that the Patriots are a good team, but Lamar Jackson just struggles against, you know, decent to good teams. He he really just can't beat them. Well, I'm actually going to do something really out of character right now. I don't think it was him. I'm not going to defend him. I'm just going to say it wasn't all on him. Right. Um, no, no, I'm not putting this all on him either. Yeah. You know, they're missing Calais Campbell. Defensively, they're not the same team that they were last year. I mean, their run defense isn't nearly as good as it was last year. Um, and they're a very boomer bust defense. I mean, they give up a decent amount of big plays. Um, and they're, like I said, their run defense hasn't been good. Offensively, no. Lamar isn't a good thrower. We know that. Mm-hmm. So, no, I'm not defending him. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, it was an ugly game. It, it was. was. I, I, I didn't. I didn't. I, I get, watching it. I get, you know, if it's a snowy game with two feet of snow, that's fun. It can't be fun to walk out on that field when it's just downpouring, you're stepping in puddles. That's not fun because it's just you're wet. You're you're just I don't know. I, I can't imagine, but I, I would imagine a snow game would be pretty fun. It'd be cold as hell. I don't want to be yeah. a part of that. <laughs> I don't know. It's like playing in the backyard, you know, playing in the backyard. Oh, yeah, that's I guess that's so. what you dream yeah. of. It right? when it's when it's pouring rain outside, you're not like, oh, let's go play football. It's when it's snowing out, you're like, yeah, let's go yeah. throw the football around. So I don't know. I mean, it, it was like I said, it was just a weird game. I think if Baltimore played New England again, I think Baltimore would win. But you know, it's it's Bill Belichick. You can never count him out. Here's the th- Baltimore doesn't scare me as a team. They don't. No, not They've not like no- last year. Last year <laughs> for got, sure. They have they have nothing to really fear. The quarterback can't throw. It seems like everybody's using the same blueprint. Let's just stop the run. Mm-hmm. We'll win. It'll yeah. work. Because and- who, who's going to beat you? Willie Sneed? Who's, uh, I mean, Marquise Brown, who was the number or first-round draft pick, but he hasn't turned out too much. Des Bryant, is he going to beat you? I don't think so. Who, who's going to scare you on that team? Maybe Mark Andrews, but – and that's not to say that these guys don't have talent. It's just that no. Baltimore's offense doesn't utilize them. They don't throw right. to receivers nearly as much. It's Mark Andrews or bust with the run game. So, mm-hmm. um, and now Nick Boyle's gone as well. He's kind of their big blocking tight end. That's yep. going to affect them in the run game too. It's going to make team make it easier for teams who want to stop the run and make Lamar throw the ball. Right. So, I mean, we look at Cleveland and Tennessee. I mean, I don't know how, what Vegas is going to do, but there's a – a better than, you know, a better than not chance that the Ravens somehow don't make the playoffs right now because I, let, let me look at the, I'd have to look at their schedule because I mean, I can pull it up right now. Actually, let's take a look at the remaining schedule for the Baltimore Ravens and see how. All right. So they got Tennessee this week. That's a big one. Yeah. Now it is at home. So they've got the benefit of that. So I don't know. Well, I mean, this is obviously season picks. It's kind of a toss-up there. Then they go yeah. to Pittsburgh on Thanksgiving. 
you know, a few weeks ago, I would have said, yeah, Baltimore will probably win that. I've got no fears. I don't, I don't think so. No, I think, I think Pittsburgh <laughs> has that game. I think they sweep them, but Cowboys, that should be a win. It should Brown. be a win. At Cleveland. Okay. At Cleveland, though, the past two weeks have been disgusting because we know yes. you, you especially know how <laughs> bad the weather gets up near Erie when it gets around this time of year. It's going to be snowy. It's going to be windy, yes. rainy. It's going to be gross, and it's going to be a pain in the ass to play. And, and that game is on Monday Night Football. Then they got Jacksonville in Baltimore. That should be a win. Giants. Giants are okay. I don't think they're going to yeah. – it'll be – it could be a toss-up. I don't know. I don't know. I think the Ravens probably got that one. I think, you know, their defense might not be playing like they were last year, but it, Daniel Jones is not going to beat that that defense right. with what he has. If they had Saquon, eh, maybe. Yeah. You know, might be a little yeah. closer, but they don't. And, I mean, Devontae Freeman just went down too, so – who knows his status, but then they finish against the Bengals. I don't – Yeah. It's – it's there's a few easy games in there, but I don't know. I, I still think they make the playoffs. I still think they'll be okay. They'll sneak in, but honestly – There's whoever, three games that we can probably pen in them winning. That's Cowboys, yeah. Jaguars, and the Giants. They could lose to Tennessee. They could lose to Pittsburgh. They could lose to Cleveland. They can mm-hmm. lose to Cincinnati. So, I mean, right there, at, at – I think at the worst, they could be 9-7. and seven. Yeah, and I mean, if let's say they finish what the sixth seed, seventh seed in the playoffs, I mean that's not an easy first round. I, I they're going to be playing that. either Pittsburgh or Kansas City in the first round if they're the seven. I've so I mean, if they make it in, we'll see you next year because I don't think they get past the first round. And then I get to rejoice on Twitter and go through <laughs> all the tweets that I've bookmarked from Ravens fans and give them the social media middle finger. I'm sure. As, I'm sure you have quite a few locked up there. Oh, but, so many. Oh, um, dude, my bookmarks are just outrageous. You mentioned a team. We were talking about it. The Giants. Um, are they going to win their division? Because at this point, they're three and seven. Their division is disgustingly bad. They just beat the Eagles, which I didn't think was going to happen. But they just beat the Eagles. They're right in the thick of it for that division spot. You know, if the Eagles are still in first technically because they have that tie, but I don't know. I'm not sleeping on the Giants yet, I guess. Nah, the Eagles can go to hell. I've defended them for too long. So <laughs> I'm, I'm done defending the Eagles. Right now, the Giants seem to have the best quarterback play in that division, which mm-hmm. is – oh, no. Okay, Alex Smith, never mind. They, they, had they, had sec- they had a great game. We'll get to that in a minute. But um, Daniel Jones, I mean, he played all right. You know, they did mm-hmm. what they needed to do to win. Um, He's a speed could. too. I guess we didn't know that he, he had the speed coming out of college. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he had the rushing touchdown. That was a 34 yard rushing yeah. touchdown, I guess. So, I mean, kudos to him. Yeah. So they start off what? Oh, and five. They're winners of three of their last five. I don't know, man. You know, they got Cincinnati next. I think the Bengals win that game. Yeah. I'm not afraid. Yeah. I, so mean, I, I, think that, I don't think that they will win their division, but it's kind of wild to think that, I'm not – I think it's a solid, like, 30%, 40% chance right now just because the Eagles seem to try to just suck. <laughs> Pretty much. And Washington isn't doing anything. Dallas definitely isn't doing anything. I still am holding out hope that the now, what, 2-8 and eight Washington football team two and can – 2-7. 2-7. Seven. Seven. Ah, okay, so, okay, okay. So, they're, what, a half game back of the Giants right now who are 3-7. <laughs> and seven. Right, let me look at the Giants' schedule. So I think they'll lose to the Bengals. That'll be three and eight. I think they'll lose to the Seahawks, three and nine. I think they'll lose to the Cardinals, three and ten. Yeah, maybe, maybe this is just a maybe this game, is I a guess. horrible segment. I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't plan this, and I didn't look at their schedule. So I, was I think wrong. maybe they'll beat Dallas. So they could go. I don't know. 
five and eleven at the absolute best is what the Giants would be to me. Well, hey, at this point, six and ten might win that division. So. Yeah, and then we look at we can transition this into the Washington football team against Detroit. Um, our buddy Benjamin Raven by Alex Smith. Man, oh man, was that I mean, he, great? He threw the ball fifty-five times, but thirty-eight, personal records for completions, attempts, and yards. Yeah, three hundred ninety yards. He didn't throw a touchdown, but I mean, they didn't. I don't know. Uh, Antonio Gibson had two touchdowns, so thank you for my fantasy. But it seemed like, <laughs> you know, when they were getting down in the red zone, they were just kind of focusing on the uh, run game, which is fine, but you still lost by three points. But they did have quite the comeback. I think at one point they were down like 21 to three, and then they came back and th- they lost 30 to 27. But off a boot by Matt Prater yes. at the buzzer. 59 yards, I believe. Yeah. Sheesh. I don't know. I mean, we, we keep talking about it. We, it seems like we talk about it every week. Washington's defense is is solid. They have a, a good defense. It just is going to come down to that offense. I mean, they have, they don't have a lot. That's the problem. They have Terry McLaurin. Right. Antonio Gibson hasn't really lived up to what we thought he was going to, and that's kind of it. I mean, they don't have a whole lot of help on that offensive side of the ball, so they have to rely a lot on their defense. Yeah, and then we look at the the Washington football team their remaining schedule. They also play Cincinnati next. They'll play this week and that the Giants will get them off the bye. Um, so it'll be Cincinnati, Washington this week. That'll be a fun game to watch and we'll get into more of that on the pre-show later this week. But um, after that, they go to Dallas. I think they win that game. I think that puts them at at least three wins. At Pittsburgh, trap game maybe, but, you know, we'll give just for, you know, um, we'll give that one to Pittsburgh. At San Francisco, that's a winnable game for them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, Nick Mullins isn't great, but I think he could beat a team like Washington. I think they still have enough talent on that team to beat a team like Washington. I think it'll be close. Yeah, I think I think it will too, but I don't know. I mean, 49ers. I'll be, I'll be ballsy and say they'll win. I've got no faith in the 49ers. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, what, what week is that, did you say? That will be – has Washington had their bye already? I don't – I'm not entirely sure. I think they have. Yeah, I, I think they have. Okay, so that'll be 14. Week 14, okay. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know when they plan on – I mean, George Kittle seems like he wants to come back right away. Jimmy G might want to come back as soon as he can. But I don't know. I mean, that's the thing with that team. They're just kind of up in the air with, with injuries. And if they get their guys back, they're not going to go on a run. But if they get their guys back, they could maybe squeak out a couple more wins. But – I don't know. They they took a tough loss to the Saints this past week, and the Saints had a had a big big loss for their team. Drew Brees going down. They say they're they're maybe four to six weeks, but I mean, what what is it? A, a punctured lung or a, punctured lung and a few broken ribs? Jesus, I, I can't imagine he's coming. A forty year old man is coming back in four to six weeks to get hit again as a NFL quarterback. No, nah, I mean I I've said it all year. I don't believe in the Saints whatsoever, and I sure as hell don't believe in them with. Crab leg Jameis under center, which, by the way, I still want to. I still eventually want to push that shirt that oh, we yes. made the, a few the months 30 ago. Thirty for thirty shirt. That's right. Yeah, but um. Anyway, now I'm. I will be very, very shocked if Jameis just goes out and turns heads. I'm not counting on that whatsoever. And then, of course, I've got to listen to everybody saying, "Well, what if they use Taysom Hill? Then they're definitely <laughs> screwed." I don't believe in him any more than I believe in Jameis Winston. So, but hey, Jameis, Jameis got the LASIK eye surgery, so maybe he'll be okay. But I mean, as long as they have Alvin Kamara, you know that's where the ball's going. That that's where it's going. Every every other play is probably going to Alvin Kamara, and Michael Thomas is just 
not been the Michael Thomas of old this year. He's just been a down year. He's had the injuries. He had the suspension. But when he's in, it just doesn't seem like it's the Michael Thomas of old. Who would have thought that a man who runs three routes would get figured <laughs> out in a year? Um, no, I don't have any faith in the Saints. They'll be a playoff team. They're not a contender whatsoever to me. Um, no. Especially with Jameis Winston under center. Even with Drew Brees under center, I'm not afraid of the Saints. I don't care what they did to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay did not game plan well for them at all. Um, but they had and- a big bounce back week. Tampa Bay, I mean, Tampa Bay had a big bounce back week. Put a yeah. stomping on the Panthers, forty-six twenty-three. I mean, Brady three touchdowns, three hundred forty-one yards. Ronald Jones, one hundred ninety-two yards on the ground. He had the longest run of the year, ninety-eight yard run. It seemed like they were they were playing a little angry, and that's that's what they needed to do. I mean, I'm sure they're probably kicking themselves that they they lost both games to the Saints right now. But I mean, I think the Saints will probably drop off a bit. Yeah, no, I think this is going to be Tampa Bay's division to lose again with the loss of Drew Brees. Um, You know, they got Antonio Brown involved pretty well. He had seven catches. Mike Evans had a nice touchdown catch. They got the run game going, which is, I think, what they need to do. Get some sort of balance in that offense because there's so many mouths to feed. Eventually, they're going to just realize, okay, they're going to try to throw the ball. Let's just do what we can to take it away. But, Mm -hmm. um, no, it was a good win for Tampa Bay. They needed it, Um, especially going forward. pull up their schedule as well just because you know we'd like to give a little bit of an outlook for them uh, we're getting down to the end it's yeah we're getting we're we're getting down to the wire here and it's kind of sad predict the uh the schedules and the standings and playoffs Mm -hmm. it's i know it's a little sad now they've got the rams on monday night football and apparently the buccaneers just suck in prime time so (laughs) i wouldn't be surprised if the rams were to continue the little role that they're on and maybe upend them but after that the next couple games, they got the Rams, and then they've got Kansas City the following week. Ooh, so That'll be a good game. And that's going to be in the 425 window. I assume that Jim Nance and Tony Romo will be on the call, so I will be Most watching likely. that very intently, and I can't <laughs> wait for it. But after that, they got Minnesota, Atlanta, at Atlanta, Detroit, and then, at, and then Atlanta again. So they play Atlanta two of the final three weeks of the year. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I don't I – think, I mean, I think Tampa Bay will win that division, um, but – Wow, wait, I'm looking here. I want to see uh, – they should they should flex that game. The uh, the Chiefs game? Yeah, the Chiefs-Buccaneers. What's the Sunday night? Uh, Sunday night's Bears-Packers. See, that's kind of a boring game. It's a divisional game, but Chiefs – Here's Chiefs the thing. Buc- I hate watching primetime games, so I want to hear Jim Nance and Tony Romo on the call on this. <laughs> That'll make me happy. Fair. That is fair. And then they have Seahawks-Eagles Monday night that week. So, I don't know. I mean, that's just – that's a – that's a good game because that's two of the two of the top quarterbacks. I mean, it's going to be an AFC versus an NFC heavyweight matchup, and I think the Chiefs. Yeah, I don't know. The Chiefs come out on top if the Buccaneers' defense is on their A game. I think the Bucks might win that game, but I don't know. I I, I think the Chiefs are probably going to be the victors after that game's over. I mean, the Chiefs will have to lose again eventually, so I mean, why not yeah. to Tampa Bay? True. Um, but. No, nah, that'll be that'll be a fun game to watch. Um, I hope it doesn't get flexed. You know how I hate watching primetime. I, I think I'm the one person on earth who just hates watching football at night. I don't know why. That's such a big thing for everybody. I've never understood it. Anyway, uh, um, we brought up the Chiefs. We can probably dive into them this week because um, they were on the bye. They got a big game coming up this week against the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I think they roll them. I think they, they just I come bet, in there. I bet. I bet she's minus six and a half. So I think they uh, come think in there be... and they just stomp them because they lost last time. There's no way that the Raiders sweep them this time. 
I think they're going to be mad. And I think Patrick Mahomes is just going to have his way with them and just probably like toy around with them because they're going to be up by a lot. I'm going to, I'm going to say that. I agree with that. Um, I guess I could ask you the same question we've asked each other three or four times this year. Are the Raiders good? <laughs> um, they're good. They're not great. They're not bad. They're just in the middle. They'll make the playoffs. Maybe if they do, they'll get booted after. I the think. First round. I think they do. I mean, they're just kind of stuck in that that purgatory situation where you know they're not going to be contenders, but you're gonna you're gonna probably make the playoffs if you keep playing like you are. So, how funny is it that the Titans went from being undefeated five and zero to currently out of the playoffs <laughs> if the season ended today? I love it. So I love it. I, I do too. So they've got, they got the the Raiders got the Chiefs this week. I think that'll be six and four. They got at Atlanta. I think that's a solid seven and four for them. At the Jets, there's eight. The Colts after that, that'll be a fun one because we know how good Indy is defensively. So I mean, that could maybe be eight and five. They got the Chargers uh, again, who I believe they beat just a few weeks ago. Actually, yeah, thirty-one twenty-six. So. That'll be the Thursday night game for them as well, too. So they'll be home against the Chargers on Thursday night. Um, so, I mean, that could possibly be nine. And then Dolphins-Broncos to close up the year. So I think we can say that they have a very good chance of sitting at at least 10 wins. Yeah, I, I think so. And I'll bring it up again. I picked them to be the, the kind of sleeper team. I, I told you to watch out for the Raiders this year because I like them. Their, mm-hmm. their defense isn't, you know, they don't have any big flashy players, but they're a solid unit that, you know, gets the job done. And then Derek Carr is a very serviceable quarterback. I don't think he's the long-term answer. But they're just kind of, you know, a team that has a few nice pieces that's going to win some dirty games. But, you know, I don't think that they're going to go much further than that. I don't think they'll go – on a deep run in the playoffs, but I don't know. I, it depends I on who they would play because let's say that, you know, the winner of the AFC South, which I think will probably be Indianapolis. Let's say that they are the four. Let's say the Raiders somehow hold on to the five at 10 wins, which is very doable. Yeah. If they play the Colts in the wild card round, I might pick the Raiders to win that game simply because I like their offense more than I like Indianapolis. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah, that would be a fun game to watch. because, And then they'll get murdered by whoever they play in the <laughs> divisional round. But regardless, they there's a chance that they could win a playoff game. There is, yeah. I mean, you never know. There's there's a chance any team could win any game at any week. Unless, eh, you, unless, unless you're the, you're the Jets. Jets. Yeah. <laughs> um, but last team that I want to talk about here before we move into our power rankings, the Packers. I mean, we talked about it with Steve a little bit. They almost yeah. blew it against the Jags. And I was not expecting it at all. I mean, I think the spread was like 10 and a half, and I thought – 13 and a half. They're favored by almost two touchdowns. Okay. So, I mean, I thought it would be a big blowout game. That was not the case. They just barely won 24-20. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Aaron Rodgers didn't look horrible. I mean, he did have the one interception. But, um, you know, a special teams touchdown by Jacksonville. Um, it was just – I don't know. It was a weird game, mate. So, um, you know – I don't really know. I think that Rodgers, you know, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, they were on sync, in sync as they always are. Defensively, though, they looked fine. Jake Luton only completed, what, 52% of his passes? He went 18 of 35, I think. 169 do- yards and one. Exactly. Oh, I don't know what exactly was happening. I think the turnover um, in good field position for Jacksonville definitely helped. The punt return for a touchdown definitely helps. Yeah. Jake Luton did make a nice throw in the red zone that led to a touchdown to – uh, I think it was um, was it Keelan Cole. I think Keelan yeah, Cole had two Keelan touchdowns Cole. on the day. Yeah. Yep. So, 
Um, look, Jacksonville, I've said it all year. They're, they're not a good team, but they're going to be scrappy and they're going to keep their way in games somehow. They'll, they'll be – I mean, they're going to be one of those teams that's just – it's going to be the end of the year and one team needs a win to get in the playoffs and they're just going to And they'll be them. spoiler. And it'll be yeah. great. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't – I mean, this doesn't change my opinion on the Jags. It's not – I'm not thinking that they're going to go on a run here, but I don't know – I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna worry about the Packers. I still think that overall they're one of the most complete teams. Um, I mean, you can make the argument, yeah, they should have drafted a wide receiver, but their wide receivers are playing well. Mar- Marquez Valdez Scantling is having a quietly very good year. It seems like he's always producing. He had 149 yards and a touchdown this past week. So yeah, that was his best game since Week One against the Vikings, where he also had a very yeah. good complimentary game. So no. I'm not worried about them. It's just that I think that they have a little bit of Steeler in them where they kind of play down mm-hmm. competition. Yeah. You know, they lost to the Vikings, which I get that's a divisional game that's a little bit different. But, you know, they got the job done. Um, and, again, despite Jacksonville's record, let's go through their schedule. I mean, they beat the Colts. They lose to the Titans by three. You know, the Thursday night stinker against the Dolphins, but they only lose to the Bengals by a possession. Um they lose to the Chargers by 10. They lose to the Texans by two. So it's not like they're getting humiliated every week. They're yeah. in most of these games. It's just a matter of, you know, they've got less talent than everybody else does. So eventually push is going to come Push is going to come to shove and they're not going to be able to pull it off. But Green Bay, no, I'm not worried. You know, defensively, they're still good. Jair Alexander is emerging as a very good corner in this game. And Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. So mm-hmm. I'm not at all worried about the Green Bay Packers. Well, I did. Uh, I moved them down my my depth chart on my power rankings a little bit. Is that uh, what we so, call that? Sure. I don't know. I, that's what I call it, I guess. But okay. If Fair we enough. if we want to move into that and start talking about some power rankings here, um, you want me to start? Or you want to start? Um, you know what? You can start. All right. So we'll go. We'll go ten through six here. Uh, my number ten doesn't change. Miami Dolphins. I think, you know, you got to keep them in there. They're on a five-game win streak. Maybe their opponents aren't great, but they're still winning these games. They're still playing well. Their defense is playing well. So, I'll stick them in there at number 10. I'll keep them there. Um, I have the Titans at nine. I, I dropped them down a little bit just because they're they're getting exposed. They're not the top-tier team that maybe everybody thought they were the first five weeks. Um, Ryan Tannehill, his, his plays dropped off a little bit. Their defense still isn't great. So, you know, I still think they're a good team. They're just not maybe top five. So I have them at nine. And I dropped the Seahawks quite a bit. I have them at eight. Uh, we talked about it when we were talking about them. They've been getting exposed these past two weeks too. I mean, I knew their defense was bad, but I did not think they were this bad. So, um, I mean, Russ is probably going to do his thing next week. It's, I mean, I'm not worried about Russ's play. It just comes down to their defense and can their defense get it done. So, Seahawks at eight. Um, I have the Saints at seven. I know you don't love them, but, I mean, you got to give them credit. They've been winning these games. They, their defense does look pretty good. Um, it's just – it's the Alvin Kamara show there. So, they're probably going to get figured out now that Jameis is in. Uh, so, I have them at seven. That will probably change next week. At number six, Arizona Cardinals. I, <laughs> I hate to say it. They're just a dangerous team. Their offense is dangerous. Their defense is dangerous. DeAndre Hopkins is unreal. So I got the Cardinals in at number six. All right. I'm going to answer the question I asked you earlier. So number 10, I'm going to put the Las Vegas Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders are good, Kurt. Okay. All right. 
I'm going to give it to him. Look, Derek Carr's having a quiet, good year. Defensively, you know, Max Crosby's a guy who I like a lot. Jonathan yeah. Abrams, a guy who's pretty good. So they need to do some fine tuning on that side of the ball, but they just took the ball away from Denver at will this past week. So, um, you know, I'm going to give them credit where credit's due. They're keeping pace in that wild card race. They're the first wild card team right now. So, yeah. you know, kudos to John Gruden. I think he's going to get absolutely thumped this weekend. But um, for right now, no, the, the Las Vegas Raiders deserve a lot of credit. I'm going to keep Baltimore in there, I guess, at number nine, but they're not doing anything impressive. They can't stop the run. They can't really do anything offensively. Um, I think they've just gotten figured out. And uh, they need they need Lamar Jackson to be able to be counted on to throw the ball. Um, or else it's going to be another quick playoff appearance for them and another long offseason. So mm-hmm. they'll be at nine until they figure something else out. The Seahawks have dropped down a lot for me um, in the past couple of weeks, and they dropped more this week to number eight. They, What's happening? <laughs> I don't know. It's, all of a sudden, they're just – they can't do anything right. You know, defensively, we know that they suck. But um, offensively, I mean, Russell Wilson's not looking like himself. Um, and they need to get it figured out. So, hopefully, for their sake, on Thursday night, they can put it all, all together. But they're facing a hot number uh, – a hot Arizona Cardinals team who have got a number seven right in front of them. So. Um, Kyler Murray, I think he needs to get more MVP talks as well because the things that he's doing this year, first quarterback since Cam Newton in 2015 to rush for 10 touchdowns in a year, he's throwing the ball like a madman. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but but um, he wasn't clutch on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> but he no, I, I I mean I'm not arguing he should be in the MVP talks. He's a phenomenal quarterback. Right. He was just not clutch on that final play. DeAndre Hopkins was. Continue, please. His his tweet after the game was hilarious. Just saying she <laughs> hopped down there somewhere. <laughs> and then at number six, I'll put the Miami Dolphins. Look, they've been on a five a five game tear. Toe Tonga Valoa has looked really, really good. By the way, you know how funny it is listening to Matt Millen trying to say Tonga Valoa? <laughs> it's hysterical. You should give it a try sometime. Um, but no, defensively, they're, we can't say that they're not among the best defensive teams in football right now simply because they're not letting teams score. Mm-hmm. And uh, when push comes to shove, we can look at yardage. We can look at you know, yards per play, passing yards per game. It comes down to how much points you allow. And right now, Miami's very good at not allowing a lot of points. So they are number six for me. Okay. There you have it. Uh, all right, number five, we just talked about them. I'm not too worried, but they did drop, what, two, two spots from my power rankings last week. Green Bay Packers, they still won, but, you know, I, 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 I'm not worried about them. But, you know, I move, I move my bills up a little bit. I hope that's okay because they were one play away, <laughs> one play away from being eight and two, and I am going to die on this hill that they are a top-tier team in this league because the only three teams that they have lost to is the Chiefs, is the Titans, and the Cardinals on a freak play that should not have happened. So I'm keeping the bills at four. You can argue me if you want, but you better not. So I have them at four. I have the Buccaneers in there at number three. They just thump the Panthers. I mean, that's what they should do week in and week out. They're just an inconsistent team. If they can get more consistent, they'll be a top. I mean, they already are, but they should be the top team in the NFC. Um, So I have them at three. I got the Chiefs at two. I had them at one last week, and they had a bye this week. But, I mean, the Steelers are are nine and oh. I I can't not put them at number one. They are – I mean, we just had an entire show with Steven Nelson. So they're here. They're ready to go. So I I have Steelers one, Chiefs two. All right. So I've got Buffalo at five. I'm not going to argue with you there just because I'm not not putting them below Arizona either yet. I'm not saying it's not going to happen because offensively, I like the Cardinals more than I like Buffalo. But defensively, I'm kind of leaning toward Buffalo right now. So 
you know, Josh Allen's having a great year. I already mentioned it. I mean, he's leading the NFL on passing yards. So for all you Josh Allen haters, you can stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Um, so, um, no, I like Buffalo. They're, I think they're still going to win the AFC. They still host a playoff game. Um, yeah, they'll be all right. All right. Number four, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They did, like you said, they did exactly what they needed to. They bounced back in a big way, dropping 46 on a Carolina team that they should put 46 on. So good job by them. The run game was there. The passing game was really good. Tampa Bay's number four. Green Bay's number three. Yeah, they should have won by more than four points against the Jaguars. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers still looks good. I think they are a little bit too dependent on Devontae Adams. But when Aaron Rodgers throws it up and he always catches it, what's the harm? So (laughs) Green Bay's number three. Number two is Kansas City. They are off a bye. They go into a game against the Raiders that I think they are going to win this Sunday night. And then my Pittsburgh Steelers are number one. Look, big Ben Roethlisberger having maybe the best year of his career. I think that's pretty fair to say. I mean, at this point, he would break his personal record in touchdown passes. Um, He would throw the least amount of interceptions in his career um, for a whole season. So, no, the Steelers look great. And Chase Claypool, my God, Chase Claypool. Oh, I forgot to tell Steve to give – oh, now I'm mad. You'll, you'll have to call him up and, and let him know late at night on a, on a Tuesday night to tell Chase Claypool that you love him. Uh, I should have done that. <laughs> anyway, but no, Deontay Johnson had a big game. He had his best game as a pro. Juju's still doing good things. They're clicking on all cylinders now offensively. Mm-hmm. Defensively, they're not allowing anything good to happen for opposing teams, so – no, the Steelers are number one until they're knocked off their throne. Fair enough. Fair enough. What a good show. This was a little bit longer than we're used to. and uh, I'm perfectly right. okay with that. I am yeah. fine with that, too. So, uh, well, we'll be back uh, probably Friday to pregame for week 11. Week 11. Yes. Wow. Week 11. All right. Yeah. I'm, I feel like this happens every year. As soon as we hit week one, it just becomes mm-hmm. just a never-ending. It's very fast. Uh, very fast, very fast, fast, fast cycle, yeah. But um, next week's Thanksgiving, Kurt. Um, oh my gosh! So flying yeah. by. What happened to when it was March and we were all getting locked down? I, it feels like it was just yesterday. But yeah, Thanksgiving coming up. Turkey so, day. So maybe a little bit of a pre-planning. What say we do? Um, maybe a. Do you want to do a Tuesday, or would you rather do maybe a Wednesday to preview all the Thanksgiving games, and then a Friday after that? There's a, there's a lot that we could do with this. Uh, there is a lot we could do with that. I. I can't think that far ahead. I'm a, I'm a thinking in the moment kind of guy. So I don't even know what I'm doing for dinner tonight. So we'll, we'll figure that out. Uh, you were eating when I, I called you. Well, yeah, I got to eat my second dinner. What are you thinking? Come on. I eat, I eat more than one dinner every night. I'm a big boy. I'm a growing boy. Kurt could probably eat me. I think. What do <laughs> if you? I'm hung, if I'm hungry, All right. Enough, off, off topic question. What do you weigh? Uh, 215 pounds. I just passed 210 and I'm very happy about it. That's a good Jeez. thing for every, everybody listening. That's a good thing. I've, I've been trying to bulk up and uh, hit, hit the weights extra hard. So that, that's been my goal for a long time. All right. Well, Kurt could probably eat me because he is 215 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal as my broadcast partner. So, wow. Thank you. That's a good compliment. I appreciate it. <laughs> yes, sir. So by the way, that's 90 pounds heavier than me for all of you who are listening. I am a 135 scrawny tattoo covered piece of regular steel beautiful man that's, that's it. <laughs> just leave it right. at that, that yeah. that's enough talk we'll uh we'll let we'll let we'll let the people go all right thank you steven nelson for giving us a lot of his time good luck to pittsburgh this weekend as they head to duval county to take on the jacksonville jaguars kurt where can they find you on twitter 
You guys can find me at Kurt K U R T Hamaser H A U M E S S E R eighty eight. No bills this week. Gonna be a little sad, but it's okay. It'll give me a, give me time to reset after that pretty tough loss on Sunday. So, uh, yeah, you can find me there. Where can they find you, my friend? You can find me, Jay Bailey, NFL. Uh, a lot going on for me in terms of radio this week. I'll be on 590 The Fan in Toronto. I will be on Fox Sports Shoals in Alabama. You can catch me on Pro Football Network's Twitter Friday night for Moneyline and Wine, talking all things betting. Um, Anita Marks will make an appearance from ESPN Daily Wager. So a lot going on for me this week. And, of course, uh, betting articles weekly on Pro Football Network. You can check out my Week 11 predictions, which are live now on Pro Football Network. Beautiful. You have it there. Thank you very much, my friend. I always appreciate you joining me. And thank you to Stephen Nelson for joining us, too. We will be back on Friday to recap Thursday night, Seattle and Arizona, and to preview week 11 in the NFL. Thank you, as always, for listening. For Kurt Hamaser, I'm Jared Bailey. This is Laces Out, and we will talk to you soon. See ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.